With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's join Bishop Kevin J. Foreman. Take over, over. So I saw some of y'all trying to groove, but you didn't want to get off. <laughs> Lift your Bibles up. Let's make our confession of faith. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. My mind is renewed and my spirit is prepared to receive the word which produces faith. And faith pleases God. I'm not just a hearer of the word. I'm a doer of the word. This word. Shout it out. I am. Hallelujah. Remain standing if you would. Go to Hebrews chapter 11. I got a word for you today. Look at your neighbor and say, you're going to be set up today. Tell them you, you're going to be set up today. Hebrews 11. And I want you to go to verse number 8. Hebrews 11, verse number 8. When you have it, say, I have it. Of course, Lord, we are, of course, praying for the saints because they saints. But then again, Jesus did ride in on the city on a cult. So I don't know who you want to win, Lord. Amen. By faith, Abraham obeyed, verse 8, when he was called to go out to the place which he received as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Now, please understand, God will always put you in predicaments and put you in situations where he tells you what to do but doesn't tell you where it is that you're going. By faith he dwelt in the land of promise and is in a foreign country, dwelling in the tents or temporary places with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker was, is God. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead were born as many of the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. These all died, how? In faith, not having actually received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a homeland. Skip on down to verse number 17. By faith, somebody say by faith, by faith. Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac, and who had received the promises offered to his only begotten son. Verse 18, of whom it was said, in Isaac your sheep shall be called, concluding that God was able to raise him up even from the dead, which he had received in a figurative sense. Go to James chapter 2. James chapter 2. Hallelujah. I want you to go to verse 21. James 2, verse 21. When you have it, say, I have it. If you're still looking, say, hold on. All right. One, two, three. Here we go. Verse 21. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Did you see that the faith was working together 
with his works and works faith was made perfect and by works faith was made perfect look at me or as god says it's not enough to just say god i'm believing this i'm trusting this i want this and not do any corresponding action to go along with faith you can say all day long lord i'm believing you to lose 10 pounds but if you don't change how you eat and start working out that 10 pounds ain't going nowhere you can lay hands on your body and command the devil of the extra 10 pounds to come off and it ain't going nowhere it's going to sit there and look back at you and say we are not going nowhere until you work us off Now watch this at verse 23 and the scripture was fulfilled, which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. That's actually what his name, uh, one of the definitions of his name. Uh, You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Now, now, Now go one more place. Galatians three. One more place. Galatians three. We're going to have some red bull for your faith today. Hallelujah. Galatians chapter number three, Galatians chapter number three, and I want you to go now to verse number seven. When you have a shout at me. Hallelujah. Oh, that ain't no good. When you have a shout at me. Hallelujah. You know, the funny thing about folk in Colorado, we act like we don't know it's going to snow. <laughs> and we get surprised. Charlie's snowing. Y'all got to come alive. Touch your neighbor. So you better wake up. Here we go. Galatians 3, verse 7. Therefore, know that only those who were of faith are the sons of Abraham. Say, I'm of faith, so I'm a son of Abraham. Now watch this. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles, that's non-Jewish believers, that's us, by faith, preached the gospel to Abraham before uh, saying, in you all the nations shall be blessed. So when we talk about what's the gospel, the gospel is preaching to people that what all the bad news is wrong. You, you're not hearing what I'm saying? The good news I got to share with you is that what you thought was the bad news is all wrong. Now, now watch this. Uh, verse 9. So then those who are of faith are blessed with believing Abraham. For as many are under the works of the law or under the curse. He's talking about Torah. For it is written, cursed is everyone who does not continue in all the things which are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no one is justified by the law in sight of God is evident for the just shall live by what? Faith. Yet the law is not of faith. But the man who does them shall live by them. In other words, he's saying, if you're going to keep part of the law, you got to keep all the law. That's why when Christ came, he said, listen, I realize you can't do it all. So I'm going to keep it all. So all you got to do is believe me. And if you believe that I did it, then you get credit for everything I did. Now, watch this. He says, he says, curses everyone. Uh, well, look at verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, I don't know why you're not shouting and running and jumping. The scripture says Christ has redeemed us. I'm not trying to get redeemed. I'm not a sinner saved by grace. When he looks at me, he sees righteousness. Oh, I'm just an old sinner. No, you're not. When God looks at you, he says, I see my son. And when I see my son, I'm well pleased. Look at somebody say, when he sees you, he's well pleased. He says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having done what? Become a curse for us. So, so don't let nobody talk you into this thing where you're supposed to be messed up. You're supposed to be jacked up. You're supposed to be in lack. And all that. Don't let nobody talk you into that. Because the book said he became a curse for us. Because it's written, cursed is everybody that what? You ain't been on no treat. Now look at verse 14. Now here, here's where we got to get. Verse 14. That the blessing... 
of Abraham. No, okay, I'm going to say it again because you're not getting it. That the blessing of Abraham. Okay, you, you, okay I'm going to wait till you get it. That the blessing. Harvest folk ain't trying to get a blessing. We realize we are the blessing. That the blessing of Abraham. I, 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 wish, you'd, I wish you'd get this in your spirit. That the blessing of Abraham might come upon who? Us. That we might receive the promise of the spirit through faith. Now I want you to go to verse 29, last verse. And if you are Christ. Which means you've prayed. You've believed him. You've received Christ. Which means if you're Christian, because the neighbor said you're Christian. If you ain't, we'll get you straight before you come up out. He says, and if you are Christ, then you are. Who's the you? Us. Then you are what? Abraham's seed. And what? Heirs according to the promise. Now, the scripture said Abraham didn't even get to see what God promised him. You get to see and live out and walk out what it is God promised to Abraham. Now, Father, I pray that in this moment, God, you would give us an ear to hear what the Spirit is saying to us today, that we might move and walk in those things that you've ordained, that the spirit of Abraham, the mindset of Abraham, would rest in us that we might move rule and reign and take over as you've ordained father we pray for all of those that are sick those that are not here today father we pray for them and we ask that we you'd send your word now to heal them comfort them and guide them now in christ's name somebody shout hallelujah on your way down high five two or three people and just say you need the spirit of abraham the spirit of abraham spirit of abraham you can be seated I want to deal with this. Please understand, the people of Harvest have graduated from the bless me crowd. There's a group of people that go to church, and the entire motive and reason they go to church is because they're trying to get a blessing. They're trying to get this. They're trying to get that. Oh, child, I'm going to church. I got to get my blessing. I got to get my thing. Please understand, uh, our, our mindset at Harvest is not we're, trying to, we're not trying to get a blessing. It's that I am the blessing. Uh, we don't serve God for what we can get, but rather we serve God for what we can give. Please understand, God says to Abraham, I'll bless you to do what? Be a blessing, which means I'm not trying to get something that I already am. Please understand this. God needs, hear me, Harvest, God needs for our faith level. Say faith. Uh, he needs for our faith level to grow, to be able to support what he wants to do over the next uh, few months here at the church as well as your individual life. Now watch this. Whenever God begins to talk to you about increasing your faith, God is trying to prepare you to receive something that is far bigger than your current level of faith has the ability to receive. Y'all ain't going to say nothing, but I know I'm talking the truth. Whenever God starts talking to you about increasing your faith, increasing your faith, increasing your faith, God is saying because your current level of faith is insufficient to bring in at the manifestation of that which I'm saying. Which means God says, it takes me to be able to believe me. So what I'm going to do is start giving you the word to increase your faith. So when I speak to you, I'm not speaking to you. I'm speaking to myself in you. Shout out, increase my faith. Uh, the reason your faith needs to be increased, we always say, well, you just need faith the size of a mustard seed. Well, but please understand, it takes faith to be able to put in the corresponding action that's required. 
God says to Abraham, leave your father's house. We're going to look at it. Leave your father's house. Get up out of here. Go over there and to a land I'm going to show you. Well, where I'm going, God, I'll tell you when you get there. Now, please understand, if God told you right after you leave church, keep driving, get on 25 South and drive. To where? I'll tell you when you get there. Some of y'all would get right around to the Park Meadows exit. Lord, I don't know if I can go no further. You got to tell me something. Lord, I'm going to get on C-470 and I'm scared. I don't know where this ends up. But God says, hey, I need your faith level to be able to increase so that you can bring in the manifestation that I'm speaking. Because the stuff God's speaking to us is far bigger. Eye hasn't seen, ear hasn't heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. And God is saying, it's so big that your current level of faith is insufficient for it. Tell your neighbors to increase your faith. Now watch this. Please understand this. When I say the spirit of Abraham, uh, the Hebrew word for spirit is ruach, which means the breath the wind or the mind. Uh, the Greek word for spirit is pneuma, which means the mind, the spirit, or the soul. So when I say the spirit of Abraham, I'm literally talking about the mindset of Abraham. What was Abraham's mindset? Please understand, the blessing is something that you are and that you walk in. Now, now when you say uh, walking in the blessing, what does that mean? It means it's how I think. Yeah, 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 I'm not giving what I'm saying. Uh, blessed folk think differently than cursed folk. You're not hearing what I'm saying. Blessed folk understand that even if something happens to me that looks contrary to me, I understand that before it's said and done, God still gets the last word. Which means even if it looks like it's coming to take me out, God hasn't spoken yet. Because we know all things work together. So since I'm blessed, I understand even what looks like a curse is working for my good. Talk about me if you want to. Lie on me if you want to. But it's working for my Lay me off if you want to. But it's working for my good. So, 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 so he says, he says, he says, I need you to have the spirit of Abraham, which means I got to think the blessing. Which means, which means, watch this. Everywhere I read and I see it in scripture recorded about the blessing. I know it's talking to me. Now, for the last 2,000 years, we've had this thing where people polarize in the body of Christ. Either people go all the way over here where all they're thinking about is money, or they go all the way over here where they think money's the devil. Well, let me get you straight. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. Quite frankly, it's the lack of money that causes the love of money which makes it the root of all evil. But please understand, please understand something. Being, being rich don't make you happy. But neither is being broke. So if I got to pick between the two. But, but we, cannot, we cannot polarize and be all materialistic. And we cannot get over here where we think anybody that's got something material is the devil. We cannot polarize to where we think material things weren't promised because we're going to look at that. But we can't get over here to where we, 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 we st- we, it's a false humility that happens in the body of Christ. And so people think, well, I'm holy because, see, I ain't got nothing because I'm holy. You ain't got nothing because you don't know what the book says. Well, I'm just going through this thing because God's just teaching me something. And I'm just, no, but look, 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 look here, look here. The book said, if you're Christ, then you're Abraham's seed. Now, now let's follow the train of thought. Let's use deductive logic. If I'm Abraham's seed, then that means it would be cognizant or it would be, be appropriate rather for me to then have Abraham's spirit or mind. Because I'm his seed. 
do you understand that? Christ is after the lineage of Abraham. So then it'd be appropriate for me if Abraham, we call him Father Abraham, he's the father of faith, the godfather of faith. It'd be appropriate for me to have his mindset. Let somebody say his mindset. Uh, please understand this. Now, now watch this. Watch this. So anywhere I see in Scripture, it's talking about the blessing. I automatically know it's talking about me. Now, I know you're spiritual and your neighbor's working on it. Uh, but, but here's the deal. Wherever it's talking about the curse, that ain't talking about me. Because I'm, I got, I'm on a new program called Insta-Obedient. Insta-Obedient is where I hear and I instantly obey. Which means then everything in here talking about the blessing is talking to me. <laughs> Scripture says the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow to it. Well, that's talking about me. I, okay, I don't, maybe it's not talking about you. Man. Now, watch this, watch this. Either I'm walking in the blessing or the curse, but I'm not walking in both at the same time. Please understand. Uh, I, I cannot at the exact same time be in both worlds. I can't be in the world of the blessing and the world of the curse at the same time. Now, the reason it's important to understand that is because the scripture teaches us that the blessing is something that is what? Chosen. The curse is something that is chosen by two things, by what we do and by what we say. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, which means I choose the blessing life with my tongue. I choose death, the curse, with my tongue. Amen. He said, Bishop, you can tell us that stuff before. But what I need you to do is get it, though. I, I want us to get it. Touch your neighbor and say he wants us to get it. Please understand, faith comes by what? Hearing, 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 hearing by the word of God. So what I need to do today is I need to set you on a course to where by the time I finish today, your faith is in a whole new place. To where God can speak something to you after church that before you got here, you wouldn't be able to trust him. But once you leave, you'll be able to say, I know that I know that I know that I'm convinced of this thing. So then let me put corresponding action with that which I was taught. Now watch this. I go to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis 12. I'm going to get you out of here in plenty of time to go do your shopping. That's what the other half the church had. They shopping for Super Bowl. Lord, let their meals be healthy. Don't get them, Jesus. <laughs> now watch this. So what we're going to do is we're going to chronicle a portion of the life of Abraham to see how he dealt with things. Please understand, God uses ordinary people to accomplish extraordinary things. And the reason God would use somebody like you, the reason God would use somebody like me, is because he doesn't want to use anybody that thinks they deserve to be anything. You're not hearing what I'm saying. God doesn't want to use anybody that thinks they deserve to be this, they deserve to be that. God will use somebody like a David who was sitting on the back of the mountain tending somebody's sheep and say, I don't like this one, I don't like this one, I don't like this one, I don't like it. But that one back there that nobody even thought was good enough to come in the house and meet the man of God, that's the one I want. God uses nobodies and turns them into somebodies through faith. Now, watch this. Genesis, I want you to look at 11 and 32. It says, so the days of Terah. Terah was Abram's father. His name, you know this, meant loiterer, wanderer, or wild goat, wild animal. Abram now who sets on course the belief system in one God, monotheism, the belief in one God. Abram sets this into place, yet Abram comes from a place where Terah, his father, was a pagan worshiper. 
Uh, Terah was crazy. Please understand. He was a wild animal, the Bible says, which means you didn't quite know when to trust him, how to trust him, because the thing about wild animals is that they act a little crazy every now and then. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So Terah's days were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran, verse 12, or chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord, watch this, had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land I will show you. Now watch this. Please understand this. This is so important. Uh, please understand. God says to Abram, get out of what you're comfortable with. Because what you're comfortable with is what's keeping you from where it is you desire to be. And so God will put you in a situation where you can be in a room full of folk and still feel by yourself because God is saying, I need to get you up out of your comfort zone because your comfort zone is your number one enemy to your progression. You will not make any progression as long as you stay comfortable. There's no growth in comfort. Please understand, that's the reason why. Let me talk about myself. Please understand, I went out and I bought this big old Bowflex. And I said, God, if I got it in my house, then I'm going to work out every day. I said, and I got all the, I got the power rods and I got the book on it and we shined it up real good. I said, I'm going to work out every day. I said, God, I'm going to work out twice a day. I'm going to be busted out of my robes. Problem is. You know, the kingdom keeps me busy. And, and the real problem, let me tell you the real problem. I'll, I have it in my, my Blackberry. I say, at such and such time, it's workout time. But I got this seat on my couch. I'm trying to help you. I got this seat on my couch that when I sit in my seat, I get so comfortable, and I got it down to an art. I know how to reach the other blanket from the other couch without even moving. Oh, y'all ain't saying nothing to me. I, I got it figured out. I know how to do it. I got out to prop it up just right for my head, and then my neck feels real good, and I got all that, and then I turn it, make it real dark so that it gets real cold, but then I put the heat on. Y'all know how we do. We do crazy stuff, and I got all that going. And then I look at the clock. It's workout time. Lord, give me the strength. <laughs> and then I start making deals with myself. Okay. I'll wait a half hour to when this goes off. I need to watch the news. I need to watch the, I need to know what's going on. I need to watch the news. I'll wait until that goes off. Y'all talk to me. Then 1030 comes. Well, you know. I better also watch, you know, Jay Leno and Conan got a lot going on right now. I need to know what's going on in the world. And y'all need to flip to CNN because, you know, I need to understand what they're talking about, what's going on in the world. Then 15 comes. But I got to work out. But, you know, here's the deal. I'll just wait. I'll tell you what, I'll do an extra hour in the morning. <laughs> y'all be real with me. You know what happens. I'm not the only one. Don't be sitting up in here judging me. Y'all supposed to be Christian people. 
When I'm in my comfort zone, I do not like to stretch. I don't want to work out. I don't want to eat healthy. I didn't had enough carrot juice the last 21 days. I want five guys. That's what I want. So I decided I made my own yesterday. Watch this. When you're in your comfort zone, you will not grow because you will not change because you don't have to. So God says to Abram, Abram, I need you to get out of your comfort zone and watch this. Get away from your father's house. Now, what's interesting is his father was already dead. So what was he talking about? Get away from the dysfunction of your bloodline. In other words, he said, there's some stuff terror taught you that's going to jack you up. So I need you to not just get out of your comfort zone. I need you to stop practicing all the habits that you've been look, you, you're looking at. Ah, watch this. He said, you've been looking at stuff and you've been doing what it was that you were taught because you didn't know any other way to do it. And a lot of times there's stuff we do in our lives. Y'all ain't saying nothing. We do stuff in our lives because that's the way we were taught it. But just because that's the way we were taught it doesn't mean it's right. And doesn't mean that it lines up with the word of God. So God says, get out of your comfort zone because your comfort zone is killing you. Now, now watch this. Watch this. Genesis 12, 1. I want you to look at it again. Now the Lord had said to Abram, it's interesting the use of the word had there because it implies that God had already said this to Abram once before. Matter of fact, let me prove it to you. A state, uh, hold your place there, but go to Acts 7. Hold your place, but go to Acts 7. Acts 7. I want you to see this. Say the spirit of Abraham. Say it again. Say the spirit of Abraham. Watch this. Acts 7. When you have it, say I have it. You still turn and say, hold on. Here we go. Acts 7, verse 2. And he said, brethren and fathers, listen. This is Stephen, the deacon now, addressing the Jewish high council, the Sanhedrin perhaps. He says, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt in Haran. And said to him, get out of your country and from your relatives to a land I will show you. I'm going to work that from your relatives piece in just a moment. Then he came out to the land of the Chaldean, or of Chaldees, and dwelt in Haran. And from there, when his father was dead, he moved to this land in which you now dwell. And God gave him no inheritance, not even to set his foot on. But even when Abraham had no child... He promised to give it to him for possession and his descendants after him. But God spoke in this way that his descendants would dwell in a foreign land and they would bring uh, them into bondage and oppress them 400 years. And the nation to whom they will be in bondage, I will judge. And God uh, said, God, and after that, they shall come out and serve me in this place. Now, now, now watch this. When you go back to verse number three. Or actually look at two. And he said, brethren and fathers, listen, the God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia before he dwelt where? In Haran. Now, that's important. And said to him, get out of your country and from your relatives to a land I'll show you. So God first spoke to him before he got to where? Haran. Now, let's go back to Genesis 12. Y'all with me? Go to 11. In third, uh, chapter 11, verse 31. Okay? Now, if you don't shout off, I need you to get this. I need you to pick this up. 11 and 31. And Terah took his son Abram and his grandson Lot, 
the son of Haran, and his daughter-in-law, Sarai, his son's wife, and they went out from there to the Ur of Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan, and they came to Haran and dwelt there. No, you missed it. God first spoke to Abram before they dwelt in Haran, which means Genesis 12 isn't the first time God's telling him to do this. Genesis 12 is the second time God's telling him to do this. Which tells me that God spoke once and that God had to speak twice. Which means that Abram didn't obey the first time. But that gives me encouragement because that lets me know even if you may have disobeyed in the past and been out of order in the past and messed it up in the past, God says, I'll give you another chance. Ah, what's this? But, but here's what that means. That means that he delayed his own promise. But God still didn't change his mind about him. And I'm here to tell you what in this service, I'm here to tell you, watch it online and those that are going to get this CD. God has not changed his mind about you. And all the stuff you got involved in and you're thinking, no, he can't use me now. He, he won't love me now. I'm here to tell you, God says, I have not changed my mind about you. What I spoke to you before you ever entered into time where you were with me in eternity still stands today. Which means then you're the only one that can stop this. Touch your neighbor and say, you're the only one that can stop this. <clears throat> now watch this. What's interesting is that they obeyed after he came to where? Haran. Now that, that's, that, that, that's interesting because the word Haran means parched place. It means desperate place. Let, let, let me help you understand why God has to do some of the stuff he has to do in your life. Abram wouldn't obey when stuff was good. So God had to let Abram get to a place where he was desperate and where he was parched because God knew then he's going to obey me because now he's thirsting. I'm here to tell you that some of the stuff you're facing wasn't the devil setting you up. It was God saying, this is the only way you're going to be able to obey me. I got to put your back up against the wall to where you got no other option but to believe me. Because watch this. Here's the truth about you and I. As long as we got options, we'll take the comfortable route. As long as we got options. There's folks sitting at home right now, live, live four minutes from the church. But they got an option to watch online. So they watch it online. And we thank God for you. Don't be tuning off. I ain't going to call you up at the end of service. Now, what's this? What's this? Now, look at verse 2, 12 and 2. Say the spirit of Abraham. Say it again. Say the spirit of Abraham. He says, I will make you a what? Notice, it does not say you're going to make yourself a great nation. God says, I'll make you a great nation. The problem you and I sometimes have is we think we're the ones that's got to make it happen. Only thing I got to do is be in place so that he can do all the making. I'm not a self-made man. I'm a God-made man. I dare you to high-five somebody and say, I'm God-made. I'm, I'm God-made. He says, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. Watch this. And I'm going to make your name great. Notice, he does not say he's going to give him a title. He says, when folks say your name, your name's going to be great. Now, 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 watch this piece of it. And you shall what? Be a blessing. 
which means Abram wasn't trying to get one. Please understand, just because you see it on TBN and Daystar doesn't mean it's the truth. Folk get on there, oh, you're praying for blessings, praying for blessings. I don't know why you're trying to pray for something you are. And that's why you pray for it and you don't never see nothing. You'll never see nothing because God says, I'm trying to get you to realize everything you need, Luke 17, 21, comes from out of you. So you can pray for blessings all you want. You can't pray for something that you are. Touch your neighbor and say, you can't pray for what you hear. That's country. For you can't pray for that which you are. And now and then, I can't help it. Y'all understand. Watch this. Here's what God says. God says, I'm the one that equips you. That's why First John says, you have an anointing from the Holy One and you need no man to teach you anything. What does he say? He's saying, God says, I'll teach you how to do stuff you never went to school for a day in your life. I'll give you some stuff that other folk ain't got. I'll give you some stuff, folks, with more degrees that thermometers can't get. Which means God says, I will open up opportunities for you that are not available for other folk. You're not hearing what I'm saying. God says this door wasn't open when this person came in now. But since you are the blessing and I said I'll make your name great. As long as you stay obedient. Tell somebody says stay obedient. As long as you stay obedient. I'll make them make something for you. Which means they had no intentions on doing what it is you proposed in the first place. But God says because I said I'll do it. See that's great because it takes then. It takes then. The burden of trying to make it happen. Scripture says, unless the Lord builds the house, he who labors, labors in vain. And you can say, well, I did this, I did this, and I did this. And God is saying, that's cute. But unless I build it, it's going to come down. Let me prove to you. Scripture says, the plans of a man seem right in his eyes. But the end thereof is destruction. See, we'll have our plan. God, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. In two years, I'm going to do this. In three years, I'm going to do this. In five years, I'm going to do this. And then I'm going to do this. And then that's it, Lord. And God will say, oh, really? That's, that's what we're going to do? That's what you want to do, huh? Okay. All right. What you forgot is, is I bought you. And please understand, please understand, let me just give you a very plain analogy. If you purchase a suit, the suit doesn't tell you, uh, you know, I only want an inch cuff at the bottom. And I want you to add some buttons down there, and I want you to give me some white stitching. Because no. you got a receipt. I says, I says, God says, God says, I bought you with a price. God says, it cost me everything to get you. And so if you think that you're going to start telling me what you finna do, all right. And the thing about God is God will even let you think you're doing it for a while. And then he'll come down and say, let me know how that's working out for you. Now, 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 now watch this, watch this. Say, God gives me opportunities that don't exist for others. Now, now, now watch this. I want you to look at verse 3. I will bless those who what? Bless you. I will what? Curse those who what? Curse you. Here's what God says. Don't you be worrying about your enemies. What is an enemy? Anything that opposes your forward progress. 
He said, don't you worry about your enemies. Because what the reason I ask you to pray for them is because if you don't pray for them, I might get real angry. Pray for them that spitefully use you. Bless them that persecute you. Oh, please, please. God says, if you don't do that, I may blank out for a little bit. Let God arise, let his, who's the man's enemies. God says, if you don't pray for your enemies, I, 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 I may hurt them. No, no. He says, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. Which means God says, I'm not going to leave you to where you owe anybody. You're not hearing what I'm saying. God says, I'm not going to leave you to where you're indebted into anybody except to, to love them. God says, I'm going to pay them back according to their works towards you. Which I don't know about you, but I had a lot of folk that done, done contrary works to me. But I'm not worried about it because it's not me that's got to get even. God says, I'll pay them back. And you're sitting up crying over what so-and-so did and what so-and-so didn't do. You better wipe them tears from your eyes and realize God says, I'll handle them. Touch somebody and say, he'll handle them. Now watch this, watch this. Watch this verse number four. We got to move. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Watch this, though. And Lot went with him. Now, now let's review the command. Verse one. Get out of your country from your family. We looked in Acts chapter seven from your family, literally translated into from your relatives. Now, let's look at verse four. So Abram departed as the Lord spoken. He left as the Lord told him. But look at what happened. He took a lot with him, which means, watch this, he was partially obedient, which means he was completely disobedient. <clears throat> I need to just tell you some things. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Partial obedience is disobedience. A half-truth is still a whole lie. You follow? Now, here's why that's important. Here's why I need you to see that, because you said, uh, Abraham, we're his seed. We're his seed. The covenant we partake in today, the renewed covenant, is tied directly to him and his covenant. Which is interesting then, because God made our covenant be conditioned and fastened to somebody that couldn't completely obey. Now, Bishop, why would God do that? Why wouldn't he use somebody perfect that had no sin? There was none. That was perfect. So God says, I'm going to use Abram, and I know he's a little crazy. I know he got some obedience problems. I know he don't do everything exactly the way I tell him, but I'm going to use him, which God says, if I used him, then I sure enough can use you with your stuff. But God, you don't know. God says, I knew about your junk before I decided to love you in the first place. No, no, no. He says, and Abram was what? 75 departed from Haran. Now, that's interesting. Because he was 75 years old when he made a decision to depart from a parched place in his life. Here's the question. Here's what we don't know is how much time he wasted from the first instruction to the second instruction. <clears throat> I want to suggest to you that it could have been years. It could have been a decade. What if God had spoken to him when he was 25 and he spent 50 years in a dry place? Uh, what if God spoken to him when he was 70 and he spent five years? The point is, is that he wasted some time, but God didn't change his mind about him. 
He decided to obey even late in his life. Please understand, which means this. Some of you might be saying, well, Bishop, but I'm, I'm, I'm retiring age, but I'm this, but I'm that. You better hear me. Even though Abram decided to obey late in life, if you're still alive, God's not through with you yet. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You may have wasted a lot of years in your life in disobedience, and you look back and shake your head and say, why I do that? Why I do that? Why I do that? Had I known then what I know now? But you didn't, so just thank God that if you're still alive, he's not through with you yet. But my question is, why waste any more time? Look at somebody say, don't waste any more time. No, 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 watch this. Watch this. Go down now. I want you to look, verse 5, he says, Then Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, relative, and all their possessions that they had gathered, which means when they left, they had some stuff. And all the people whom they had acquired in Haran. Well, that, that's interesting. The word there literally means souls, which just means that they had servants. And they departed to go to the land of Canaan. What is it, Canaan? The promised land. So they came to the land of Canaan, the promised land. Watch this, verse, verse, verse 7. Then the Lord, say then. Say it like you mean to say then. Yeah. Uh, then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your descendants I will give this land and there. Somebody say there. He built an altar to the Lord who would appear to him. Here's what I need you to see. Uh, the word appeared there is the Hebrew word ra, which means through inexperience God appeared to him. Which means, watch this, God didn't just pop up and say, hey, I'm God. Uh, look at here. I'm going to give you and your descendants all this land. God didn't do that. What happened in the verse, because you just can't read the Bible, you got to read the Bible. What happened in the verse is that God has an experience with Abraham in which, whereby God introduces himself. You, you, you're not hearing what I'm saying. God will let you go through experiences in your life. You think you know him until you face something. And then when you face something, God says, I want to introduce you to a whole new part of me that you didn't know before. You knew me as this, but I want to show you this part of me. That's why in Genesis, when God says, let us, he's not talking to two other people. God is talking to the manifold manifestation of himself, which means God looked at Jehovah Jireh and looked at Jehovah Roha and looked at Elohim and looked at El Shaddai. He looked at himself and said, let us go do something. God says, I want you to know me. And he did it through an experience. Somebody say an experience. You're not hearing what I'm saying. God will let folk do you wrong intentionally so you can have an experience with him that introduces himself to you. He, 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 he had an experience. Somebody shout experience. He had an experience with God. And here's what I love about it. Abram did not know where in the world he was going. He was walking. And God says, when I tell you to stop walking, stop walking. But I loved it because the Bible says he built him a what? Altar there. Which means he was a worshiper while on the way. I, I need, I need y'all to get this. This is, this is a little cookie and cornflakes for me, but I need you to still get it, all right? I need you to get it for me, all right? Now watch this. He said, he said, he said, he was a worshiper on the way, even though he didn't know where he was going. You're not guilty of this, but your neighbor only wants to worship when they know where they're going and they know what the end result is going to come. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. It's easy to shout and run and roll on the floor and all that after you just got a big, huge manifestation of the blessing. 
That's easy. But when you're like Job and you get bad news after bad news, after bad news, you know they shut the lights off. Oh, Lord. You know they shut the phone off. Oh, Lord. You know they're going to put us out. Oh, God. Back to back to back to back. And sometimes that's what happens in your life. It seems like if this ain't happening, this is happening. If that ain't happening, that is happening. If that ain't happening, that is And God has said, what I'm doing here is I need to see if you'll worship me even when you don't understand what I'm doing. Even when you can't see me, can you still trace me? Uh, I need you, I need you to be a worshiper while on the way. You don't know where you're going, but I need you to be a worshiper. I need you not to be how 99% of the body of Christ is. God's getting ready to bring you out. And they go home after shouting and still in the same place God was supposedly had supposed to brought them out from. Because that's emotional worship. That's emotional praise. But the scripture said, they that worship him must worship him in the spirit, not in my emotions. Which means I put on the garment of praise for the spirit of it. When I don't feel like it because I don't understand what he's doing. I will, I will bless the Lord at all times. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth because I'm a worshiper while I'm on the way. I wish you'd say something to me. What's it? Now, let me just correct what I said. I said it's a little cooking cover because I, I want us to get the principles. So it's still good meat. Touch somebody say it's still good meat. Y'all know me, though. I want to tell you what each word means. And dive a little bit. Tell you what terabeneth means and shakem, which means shoulder or saddle. Then explain to you how that connects to the altar. In other words, God says this is going to be a journey where it's going to weigh heavy on your shoulders. But, but even though it's heavy on your shoulders, see, that's how I wanted to do it. But now watch this. Watch this. We cannot just worship when we know what's going on. That's proof of immature Christianity. And what God is calling us to is mature Christianity. Where you say, God, I thought that was taken care of. What you going to do? What you going to do, Job? You lost everything. What you going to do? Everything's gone. What you going to do? And Job fell to his knees. And he worshipped. You know why he did that? Because he didn't want to start rebuking and binding the devil in case it wasn't him. You're not hearing what I'm saying. The reason I worship even when I don't know where I'm going, is because I don't want to start rebuking God. So I got to worship so I can find out who brought this. Where did this come from? That's why David, when uh, the battle at Ziklag, David said, listen, Lord, who did this? And should we go? Should we pursue? And will we be successful? Shall we overtake them? He said, because I don't want to get confused here. <sighs> Touch your neighbor and say, stay with him. Y'all all right? Now watch this. Go, 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 to, go to verse Number eight, and he moved there to the mountains of the east of Bethel, and he pitched his tent with Bethel. Bethel means house of God on the west and the Ai on the east. There he built an altar. Look at him worshiping God to the Lord and called on the name of the Lord. So Abram journeyed going on to the south or Negev. Now watch this. Negev means alliance. So watch this. His obedience, even though he had been obedient in the past, he was obedient now. 
disobedient in the past, he was obedient now. His obedience, coupled with his worship, set up a holy hookup. You're not, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Abram journeyed to the south, to the alliance, to the hookup, to, to where God says, listen, this person may not even like you. But because you worshipped me when you didn't know where you were going, and because you were obedient when you didn't know what I was doing, I'm going to set up a holy hookup. Touch your neighbor, say a holy hookup. He said, I'm going to set it up, and I'm going to make people that don't even like you bless you. I'm going to make people that talk about you bless you. I'm going to make folk that can't stand you when they see you bless you. Because why? Because your obedience was coupled with your worship. Because I've got the spirit of Abraham. Shout it out. Say the spirit of Abraham. Now watch this, watch this. I want you to go now. Let's look. Verse 10. Now there was a famine in the land, and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there, and the famine in the land was severe. Now, uh, if you read all the way down through there, all the way down to verse number 20, I don't have time. What happens is Abram lies to Pharaoh about Sarah being his wife. Now here he is. He's on this journey, but he makes a mistake. See, see, I'm trying to encourage your neighbor because when they make mistakes, they, get, they stay stuck in them. Yeah. Touch your neighbor and say, you got to come up out of that thing. Uh, but please understand, God never asks you to be perfect. He just asks you to be faithful, which means even when I do fall, I get myself right back up. And I don't sit there having a pity party, calling folk, talking about, oh, child, look. No, I ain't got to do all that. Even though Abram made a mistake, he's lying to Pharaoh. And the scripture says that God began to deal treacherously with Pharaoh because of what they had going on. But God still didn't change his what? Mind about him. He didn't change his mind about him. And then what happens is the scripture says that Pharaoh sent them out because Abram was concerned that Pharaoh was going to kill him if he knew it was his wife. Pharaoh sent them out with all that they had. Then we come to chapter 13, verse number one. Now, now, now watch this. Like us, Abram made mistakes. We'll say, I got to get back up and get back on track. But look at what happened. Even despite his mistake, I want you to read verse 1 and verse 2. Ready? Read. Well, now, wait a minute. I thought I had to be perfect for God to bless me. Well, wait a minute. Abram made a mistake. Pretty severe one. He was a liar. Calculated liar. It wasn't a white lie, which is still a lie. He sat up and conspir conspirized. It's in the Harvest Dictionary. Get it online. You can download it. Conspirized. Conspired. Y'all know what I mean. He conspired to lie and to commit high treason against Pharaoh. Yet, 13 and 1, Abram went up out of Egypt. He and his wife and everything he had. But the problem was he still kept lot with him. I wonder what he would have been had he gotten rid of Lot the first time. 
There's some folk you're holding on to, and I wonder what you'd be if you'd finally let them go like God said. Uh, watch this. Watch this. Verse 2. Abram was very rich. How rich? Very rich. Now, you his seed, the Bible said. Please understand, you know why the Hilton daughters don't worry about nothing? Because they know whose seed they are. You didn't hear what I just said. You know why the Trump daughter and son ain't worried about nothing? Because they know whose seed they are. If the world ain't worried about what's going to happen because they know whose seed they are. If I be the seed of Christ and the seed of Abraham. I'm not worried because I know whose seed I am. Amos Barrett. Now, please understand, again, I said don't polarize this. Don't get all materialistic and then don't think that, that, that you shouldn't have nothing. And that means God loves you. Both are wrong. What's right is right here in the middle, which is where I don't chase stuff. Stuff chases me. I'm not after money. Money's after me. I'm not after houses and cars. I graduated from that little low-level Christianity where I'm trying to pray for a house and pray for a car. Lord, send me a man. Lord, send me a man. I graduated. That's your name. Say, I graduated. I graduated from that level of Christianity. That's how the young people say. That's OMG. That is so yesterday. They text. And so, I, you know, it looked it look like an eye chart when folk be texting. T-T-Y-L-O-M-G. T like America's best. Watch this. <coughs> Say the blessing increased him. Now here's what's interesting about this because a lot of people think if I have stuff I'll be happy. And I'm here to tell you you can have a lot of stuff and be very miserable. So there's no use in having stuff and not having peace and not having joy and not having that. that has a, that's a lot better than having stuff. You understand? Now, now watch this. Verse 3, and he went on his journey as far south as Bethel to the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Ai. Watch this. Verse 4. You read it. Read it loud. Here we go. And there. Stop. Now watch this. He got rich, but he always came back. You're not hearing what I'm saying. The reason God says I bless you to be a blessing is because I need to make sure you're not going to forget where you've come from. And I need to make sure you're not going to forget me who's the one that sets you up in the first place. I can never figure out people that when their problems get fixed, they stop coming to church. I can never figure out people that when stuff gets good, they stop serving God. We have, the, have to have the spirit of Abraham, which means even once God starts fixing my stuff, I always come back. always come back it's amazing because where i come from even drug dealers would be in church on sunday and put their money in the offering they shot four people yesterday ain't gonna be in, yeah some of y'all know that and they'll be in church some some of the biggest cathedrals in the country pookie and rayway built Watch this. Watch this. The blessing increased in Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no what? Sorrow. Which means God says, I don't just need you to have money. I want you to be whole. Which means, let me tell you what the blessing does. The blessing means you could be making $20,000 a year and be living further than somebody that brings in a million dollars a year. Because the blessing says, I'll empower you. 
I'm here to tell you, don't you start judging your quality of life by what you got in your bank account. Because see, then you polarize. You went to one of the extremes. Don't do that. God says, I could have you making the least money you've ever made in your life, and yet you'd be the happiest you've ever been. You have more joy than you've ever had. Because God says, I am your source. Watch this. Watch this. I got to move. I got to move. Now watch this. Look at verse 5. Lot also who went with Abram had flocks and herds and tents. Now remember, God's instruction was get away from your family. Now the land, verse 6, was not able to support or bear them that they might dwell together for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell there. Now that, that's, that's, I don't think you read that. that they, they had so much, y'all, that they couldn't live together. The real problem they had was that Lot's sheep and Abram's sheep couldn't survive off the land because they were destroying the land because there were so many of them. Now watch this, watch this. For their possessions were so great that they could not dwell there. Now watch this. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. Now go down, verse 8. So Abram said to Lot, now watch this. You know how normal folk do in family? It's got to be this big old blowout. You know how some of your family do. You go to the family reunion and you say, I'm finally going to tell Aunt you know, Carmela, what she need to do. Because she's been meddling and all this. And then, and then you have these big old blowouts. That's not the spirit of Abraham. Let's see how Abraham dealt with it. Look at it. Abram said, Lot, please, let there be no strife between you and me and between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren. Is not the whole land before you? Please separate from me. You take the left, I'll go to the right. You go to the right, I'll go to the left. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw the plain of the Jordan that it was well watered everywhere. And, and, and go to verse 11. Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of the Jordan. And Lot journeyed east, and they separated from each other. Now, here, here's what I need you to see. Here's what I need you to see. Here's what I need you to see. He made another mistake. He lied. First mistake. Well, first mistake was he didn't obey immediately. God had to tell him twice. Then he lied. Then the next mistake he makes is, is he takes somebody with him that was never supposed to get on the plane with him. The reason the people that are around you and the people that you associate with, they're so important is because sometimes you could be flying with a terrorist and not know it. And if you're flying with a terrorist, what's going to end up happening is, is that because you came with them and you associated with them, what Homeland Security got to do to them, they reckon they got to do to you because you're not, you're not hearing what I'm saying. And so God says, stop taking people on your plane that I didn't tell you to take just because you want to have people there. Sometimes you got to learn how to fly by yourself. Sometimes you got to learn how to do stuff by yourself. If there ain't nobody else to take you somewhere, take yourself to the movie. It ain't nobody. Because God says, you'll get people around you that work for Bin Laden. And their whole mission for being in your life is to steal and what? And destroy. Now watch this. Watch this. Watch this. Here's what I love about God. Look at verse 14. I want you to read it out loud. Read it. Ready? Read. Stop. God did not talk to him. There was stuff God couldn't say to him while Lot was there. Because God says, if Lot hears what I got to say to you, he's going to try to talk you out of it and mean well, but he doesn't. 
So God said, what I got to do is I'm going to, I'm not saying nothing to you, Abram, until you remove him. Which means we can't have a conversation, Abram, because you got a terrorist with you. But Lord, that's my relative. Oh, that's my family. Lord, what am I going to do? That's blood is thicker than water. That ain't in the scripture. That ain't nowhere in here. I promise you it ain't. It ain't. Matter of fact, if you isolate the plasma, I think it'll be fairly comparable. I don't know that for certain. Can some of my medical people tell me? Is that this is? Yes, okay, great. Watch this. Watch this. The Lord couldn't give him the next instruction. I'm going to I'm gonna have to finish here. The Lord couldn't give him the next instruction until the wrong people were in the right place. God couldn't give him the next instruction until the wrong people were in the right place. What was the right place for Lot to be? Not around Abram. Are you getting this? <laughs> and this, this is so important, people. That This is so important. God couldn't give him the next instruction while Lot was still there. Watch this. Sometimes you'll say, God, why, why is it so hard to hear from you? Why, why is this? And why is this? And God is saying, it's because you got too many folk around you. And what they're doing is they're so loud, you can't even hear me. So I say, I'm not going to talk while they're talking. I'm a gentleman. And so God says, since I'm a gentleman, I have nothing to say while somebody else has your ear. So when you give me your ear back, then I'll start talking again. You miss what I just said. God says, when you get folk out of your ear and you give it back to me, then I'll start talking again. Draw nigh unto me, and I shall draw nigh unto you. But as long as you got Lot in your ear, let's think of what Lot's saying. Hey, but why don't you just give me some of these uh, sheep? Hey, but why don't you just, come on, why, come on, man, why are we doing all this? Man, you 85. Let me hold on to something. Isn't it amazing how family folk will show up? I mean, not for you, maybe, but, you know, it's amazing how many cousins you get when you start doing something successful. I always knew you was going to be something. Really? I remember you saying something else. <laughs> Bishop, what are you trying to say? What am I trying to say? What, what is God saying? And I'm, I'm through here. We have to finish this next week. What, what is God saying here? God is saying to him, he's saying, when he says relative, he's saying comfort zone. What is, he, what is he saying? He's saying Lot, Lot represents where you've been, not where you're going. Let, let, me, let me help you something. Show me the people around you, and I'll tell you where you're going. Show me the folk that are around you, and I'll tell you exactly where you're going. Because the people around you are, not in, are, are, are indicative of that, where you're going. So if you've got everybody around you that's from where you've been, then you've been where you're going. I've said that many times before. You've been where you're going. But when you begin to step into a new level of relationship with God, God will step you into new relationships with people that are indicative of where you're going, not where you've been. 
Say the spirit of Abraham. Say it again. Say the spirit of Abraham. Say it again. Say the spirit of Abraham. Now, now watch this. Now, we're, we're going to deal with this next week, but, but here's what I need to just, I need you to get, I need you to see. And I know some of y'all have already checked out and you're at the game already. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. God is saying to you, I have already blessed you. Already. Already. Remember, I did that whole teaching about the blessing and Abraham and slavery, and we went through all that, and we looked at that. God says, I've already done that. So when you get up and you're talking to God and you give him your weather report, which is what you call prayer, God, this is going on, this is going on. Please understand, the scripture says he knows the things you have need of before you even open your mouth, which means I don't have to give him a weather report. God, you know it's snowing. He knows the devil's out there. Because I saw what that snow is. God ain't got nothing to do with that. You can't convince me otherwise. I ain't no, don't show me no script. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see no scriptures. I don't want to see no poem you wrote about the snow. Ain't nothing you can convince. The snow is from the devil. I'm convinced. I'm just telling you. But here's the deal. Here's the deal. You got to ask yourself this week. Even though I made mistakes, am I going to waste any more time? God didn't speak to Abram for a period of years because Lot was with him. I want, I want to look one last time. We threw one last time. Verse 14. And the Lord said to Abram, after Lot had separated from him, now you lift up your eyes and look from the place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. For all the land you see, I give to your descendants and you forever. And I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth so that if man can number the dust of the earth, then your descendants could also be numbered. What does that mean? This is fulfilled because here's the deal. Abram's descendants are everyone in existence today. Not just in existence today, but everyone that has ever existed. Which, which means then it's impossible to do an accurate calculation of how many people he actually has as descendants because this year there's a different number of people that were alive last year, but some left, some came. Therefore, we can't accurately calculate nor compute how many descendants he has. And then you got to do that now over the last 5,770 years. So it's impossible to compute that, which God says they won't even be able to number all of your descendants. Now watch this. I need you to see this last verse right here. Verse 17. Arise! Walk in the land through its length and through its width. For I give it to you. Say arise. arise. Shout it out. Say arise. arise. The spirit of Abraham is in you and I. We're his seed. Me and God, all right. That's all that matters. No, it ain't. The books say, if they live, you go get it straight with them. You fix it. You don't stay stuck in your mistake. You move past your mistake. And here's what I need us to get. I'm totally through. Lot represents 
God not being able to communicate with us. For Abram, it was literally a relative. For you, it might be a friend, co-worker. Can I tell you, Lot can even be you. It can even be you sometimes. And, and that's, that's, that's quite a quandary because you're both Abram and Lot at the same time. And God says, until you separate from you. I just said something. Y'all ain't with me. Y'all want to get to the Super Bowl. God says, until you separate from yourself. I can't say nothing to you. And what we're going to do now, and, and I'm going to finish this. We'll finish this next week. <clears throat> I want you to get this CD so you can play it, play it, and play it, and play it. The reason we have to learn these principles is because our faith's got to come up. Our faith's got to rise up. Over these next three months, God wants to do supernatural things here and in your individual life. I said supernatural. You know what supernatural means? There ain't no natural explanation for it. It's super, outside of the realm to be able to comprehend or understand or cognitively reason with. God says, that's what I want to do over the next three months. But he says, your faith has to come here. I'm here to tell you, Lord, I hear you. Everybody's standing. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.